The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My commandment is this. Love one another just as I love you. The greatest love you can have for your friends is to give your life for them. And you are my friends, if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because servants do not know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends, because I have told you everything I heard from my father. You did not choose me, I chose you, and appointed you to go and bear much fruit, the kind of fruit that endures. And so the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. This, then, is what I command you. Love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Colby was a man of hope. 
Thank you for those beautiful uh, portraits of those lives of those saints. Friends, if, if after today you say, no, I don't know anything about Rufino, then you get push-ups, okay? Because <laughs> you heard their stories. You heard their stories. And those are your, those are your patron saints. So we can say happy feast day today. Um, look, I want to just say two things, really. One is from the readings, and then one is about the saints. And are those little icons going to come up later on, or are they, are they coming up now? Can I have them now? Could you just put them, could you just place them somewhere visible for us? Because I'll say something about that in a second. Um, they're beautiful, whoever's produced them. They're very good. Okay, so firstly, what did you hear in that first reading from Sirach? The, the author was telling us to be, starts with H. Be, hands up, should be more than did you remember it? Do you remember it? What did he say? Be ha. Well, yeah, but in a particular way. Humble. Say it loud enough for everyone. Humble. Be humble. What's, what's that mean? What's humility? What's being humble? Anyone want to venture a guess? Yeah. Nice big voice, okay? Don't brag. You don't brag. Does it mean you don't do good, though? You can, that's beautiful. You can still do good, just don't rub it in. Okay, cool. I like that. And then the gospel, Jesus had only one commandment, didn't he? And he said something kind of crazy, because if I said this to my friends, if I said, you're my friends, if you do what I command you, they'd say, well, get lost. We don't need your friendship. <laughs> but, but Jesus can say that because, I don't know, I guess, I guess he, he comes from a certain position. But what was, it, what was it that Jesus was commanding us to do? It starts with L. And there should be way more hands up for this. I have one commandment. That you? Yeah. Yeah. Love. I have one commandment. Just one. Pretty simple. How many rules are there to Christianity? One. Love and be humble. Love. Okay. Well, I mean, we could be here till the cows come home talking about love. But let's, let's look at what saints Chiara and Rufino and Colby tell us about being humble and following that one command of love because they, they, they share a tremendous message. Now, the oldest of them is this guy. And I have to admit, I don't know what that is. Is that a... What is that image? I think it is window. Okay. Okay. The stained glass window in Assisi. Okay, so it's... It's hard to imagine time, like different time frames, isn't it? Like you can imagine last year, you can imagine five years ago. Some of you, that's it. <laughs> that's your life. Uh, but imagine, like, what is it? 1,800 and something years ago. This guy, that's a long time, isn't it? That's a long time. This guy came along and became the first bishop of Assisi, this little, little town in Italy. So imagine Bishop Michael. He's the bishop of Rockhampton. You've got this guy, whoever he is, Rufino, and he's the bishop of um, Assisi. That means that just like we have a diocese, we have churches, we have priests, we have liturgies, all of that stuff, 1,809 whatever years ago, same deal. 
so Rufino was there to lead them, to guide them. And I don't know if you heard that bit in that reading from Sirach, but it said, be humble. It said that. But then it said, the more important you are. Did you hear this part? It said, the more important you are, or the more responsibility you have, the more humble you should be. So if Rufino was just some random guy, you know, in the village, then he's got to be humble. But if he's the bishop, he's got to be really humble. He better be excellently humble, and he better be excellently loving. Okay, I don't actually know much about Rufino, so I'll stop there. <laughs> but then we have Claire. And actually, today is Claire's feast day, if, if, we're, being, if we're looking at the liturgical calendar. It's St. Claire's feast day today. Claire said something really beautiful, and I want you to think about this. I was talking to the, the children at St. John's about this this morning. Hands up. Someone tell me, what did you do this morning to get ready for school? Can someone... Oh, thank you very much. See, you need specialists for jobs like that. What did you do this morning to get ready for school? Big voice, please, for everyone. Yeah, ate breakfast. Then what else? You changed. Yeah. Anything else? You brushed your teeth. Where were you standing when you did that? Okay, in front of what? The sink and... Were you looking at your reflection? Yeah? Did anyone else do that? They brushed? I hope so. <laughs> Stood in front of the mirror, brushed your teeth, maybe flossed, maybe combed your hair. Yeah? Maybe put some foundation? I don't know. Whatever. I'm going outside my realm of experience here. Okay. So you all stood in front of the mirror. Well, well our friend Claire here, Claire said something really interesting to her friend Agnes. Now, these were nuns, okay? These were nuns. So, you know, Sister Noreen? Imagine someone like Sister Noreen. And Claire is writing a letter to her friend, Agnes. And Claire says to Agnes, listen to this. She says to her, Agnes, every morning you get up and you make yourself look beautiful in the mirror. Because you should. You get ready for the day, just like all of us did. You get ready for the day. Look in the mirror. But she said, you will never see yourself more clearly than if you look in a certain mirror, and it's not the glass one. Imagine, imagine a mirror, I think we've all seen this. Imagine your bathroom, right, and you've got your glass, and it's nice and clear. Everyone can picture that? Yeah? Now imagine that you've put on the hot shower and the fog gets in the way, and there's like fingerprint, I don't know, toothpaste smudges, and suddenly you, you can't really see yourself in the reflection anymore. Has anyone had that experience? You've got to clean the mirror, otherwise you can't brush your teeth. <laughs> or at least you can't look at yourself while you brush your teeth. Okay. Claire says this to Agnes. She says, Agnes, every day you look in the mirror, but there's a better mirror to see yourself. And this is going to blow your mind. It's so beautiful. She says, if you want to see yourself perfectly, without any distortion, any blemish, any smudge, nothing. If you want to see yourself, you have to look in the mirror. Get this. You have to look in the mirror of the crucified Christ. She says, if you look here, and if you look long enough, because when you first look, you think, no, I can't see myself at all. But if you look long enough, you start to see you, your truest self, your beauty, your frailty, your, your passions, your virtues, everything. You'll never see yourself more clearly than when you gaze into that mirror. That's what St. Clair said. What do you reckon? Are there some crosses around the place that you can try and gaze into? Yeah? That's your mission. Next time you find a cross, 
Just stop for a second. Give yourself a few minutes and just gaze at it. Say, am I in there, Lord? (laughs) Can you show me myself? Okay. And then the last one. And so, by the way, I think that's what this is. This is the cross. But it's not, it's not, it hasn't got Jesus, the crucified one on there. It's got something else. Does anyone know what that little circle is? No, it's not a mirror. I mean, it, can't, it is in a way, but, but it's actually something that we do at Mass. Yeah, you in the back. Yep. What is it? Yeah. No, that little circle. So sometimes, sometimes when we pray, we do this thing called adoration. You know how in that tabernacle there we have the, the blessed, the consecrated bread reserved, yeah? Sometimes we take the bread and we put it in this beautiful gold, basically like a throne. It's called a monstrance, right? We, we put the, the host on the, in that and then we sit and we gaze at it. Just like Claire said, we gaze at it and he gazes at us. Anyway, so I think that's what this is trying to say, whether or not the artist meant to say that. Gaze, look. And fine. Okay, and last one, last one. Colby. St. Maximilian Colby. Now that was nearly 2,000 years ago. Oops. Sorry. Thank you. That was, what, yeah, that was like 800 years ago. And this is just, I don't know, 100 and something years ago. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Why do you think there are two crowns there? Because there was only one Colby, right? (laughs) He wasn't a twin. What are the two crowns? And notice the colors. I'm not expecting anyone to get this, by the way, because it's a bit tricky. But this is, this is something that, um, that Colby, Mary, Mary told Colby in a vision. She said that he would wear the two crowns, the crown of um, purity, basically. Um, Colby was also a, a priest and a Franciscan monk. So St. Maximilian Colby, he he gave his life to sort of doing what Rufino did, sort of doing what Chiara did, being a person of prayer and living basically exclusively for God, you know? Now, you heard that story about the Nazi concentration camp, didn't you? There were people in that horrible camp. People were dying all the time. They were dying in really bad ways. And at one point, St. Colby was there, and there was a father of a family and the people were about to execute him. They're going to put him to death. And St. Maximilian Colby said, I'll go instead. You let me go instead. He's got a family. He's got a wife and children. I don't have any family. Humility. Love. Must take courage to die for someone else, shouldn't it? Mustn't it? I mean, maybe he would have escaped. But he said no. If I get to choose who lives, it's that guy. Send him back to his family. Let him be with his kids. Let him see them grow up. Do you think that's brave? Do you think that's loving? Do you think it's humble? It's amazing, really. It's amazing. Okay. Nearly 2,000 years ago, nearly 800 years ago, 200 years ago. Just, what day is it today? Thursday. On Monday, we celebrated the feast of Australia's one and only saint. Do you know who that is? (laughs) call out anyone who does know what it is who it is Mary McKillop she's right there look Mary McKillop Um, she was only canonized like I don't know five or six years ago something like that now here's the point friends and I know I've been talking a while but here's the point God needs saints 
He needs people who can be humble and who can love and who can be courageous in their humility and in their love, and they can go and save people and change the world. I mean, they're so loving that they, they start to shine and they never stop shining. I want you to close your eyes for a second. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and imagine yourself, okay? Whoever exactly you are, you know who you are. Um, and you know, you know where you might go in life. Like you might be thinking, oh, I want to be a carpenter, or I want to be a this, or I want to be a nurse, or I want to be a teacher, or I want to... Whatever, I, I don't know what you want to be. But, but hopefully you're already sort of moving to whatever it is you're going to do in the world. But I want you to imagine, if you can, I want you to imagine yourself doing that thing, whatever it is, out in the world in a saintly way. In a saintly way. That means with amazing humility. You know, when people see you at work, they say, gosh, that person's humble. That person is a servant, lives to serve others. I want you to imagine doing it with great, great, great love. Imagine all the people whose lives you can touch and who, who, whose lives you can bless in the years to come. We're all called to be saints, and I, I, want, I want you to not think that's a daydream. I want you to really believe in it. Because frankly, the world needs saints. And God needs saints, and he's calling you to be saints. So to conclude this little, this little passage, if I could ask all the boys, can you just put your hands up for a sec? All the boys, give me a wave. Uh, okay, hands down. All the girls, give me a wave. Okay, in honor, of, in honor of mainly our friend Maximilian Colby here, Colby started this, basically an army of prayer, and, and they were very, very devoted to Mary. So I'd like us all to pray, um, if we can, three Hail Marys. You know the Hail Mary? Yeah. So boys, you're going to pray the first half, and girls, you'll pray the second half, hey? So let's give it a go. Fellas, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Girls, holy. Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hey, fellas, the girls are putting you to shame, hey? Can you give, give us some basey, basey notes in this last one? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Amen.